0: Nintendo! You so can this, definitely tell folks. This bag says, Tobidase! dobutsu no mori kande! Oishisa fruits! Asoto <laughs> kande! i
1: to nvc for the week of september 26th my name is jose otero and i will be your host and we have as usual an excellent show planned for you today guests please introduce yourselves
2: well hello there i'm Brendan graber you might remember from that uh, other nvc podcast where i didn't talk a lot and play video games now well, I get to talk this time.
1: You were on the Pikmin episode, by yes. the way. Yeah, worst performing episode by far. <laughs> <laughs> but not your fault. Uh, I think it was because most people wanted to go into Pikmin 3 spoiler-free, and we didn't take that into account. Maybe they thought we would have spoilers. So this is the test, sir. Well, I'm ready to bring it down a notch one more time. Okay, yeah. If it happens again,
0: that's all I'm saying. All right, next guest, who we have? Don't worry. We, we have Germans on the show, too. Germans make everything funnier. I'm half German. Oh, wow. Look at you. Um, hey, it's Pear. I'm okay. back
1: yes yes reunited again
0: that's right i wasn't in tokyo no bastard did you listen to the episode no usually listen no because i was too pissed
1: oh okay you missed it too much monster hunter talk but uh people seem to like it awesome and lastly we have
3: hey this is chuck osborne managing editor this is my nbc debut actually
1: yes welcome to the nintendo circle how's it feel
3: uh, it's awesome. It's all right. This circle. is amazing.
1: Excellent. Yeah. So <laughs>
3: I've, uh, I've never been in this room before. Wow. I, I, was wonder, I was wondering for... what you guys do in here.
1: I wish we had the video camera, uh, too, this week, just so folks, uh, I'm not sure, folks should get to know Chuck. Chuck is really awesome, and he brought, uh, wrote uh, Scribblenauts review this week. He also wrote a Phoenix Wright preview last week, so he's going to tell us all kinds of
0: cool stuff about both of those games. It's actually funny. Chuck, Chuck, used to, Chuck and I used to work at, at the same
3: company. Which yes, one? Imagine m- Media. Many years ago, the
0: eye in IGN. Right, really? yeah. Right. So
3: Imagine I, Games Network.
0: That's right. IGN used to be part of a different publisher, print publisher. You remember them from Next Generation magazine and, and yeah, PC yeah. Gamer. And, PC you know, Gamer they still have that
3: and OXM o- o- and PSM. Yeah, it was and ne- Next Generation uh, official Xbox magazine, PSM. Uh, they did Nintendo Power actually for a while.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah they took really? over. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And back in the days when we were part of that company, we actually put out like a special edition IGN sixty four mag and all that stuff. So we did we work there at the same time?
3: Uh, I th- at the very tail end. So I was there about a month or two before IGN uh, spun off. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. Now so, we're back. so, but I remember. You guys down in, in that bottom uh, office. Yeah. I, I, I remember distinctly where you guys were. So. That's right. It was loud and smelly. Yeah, over there. exactly. Yep.
0: Yep.
1: Really? Yeah. Mm, okay, mm. interesting. All right, so where should we start? Actually, first, let's start with some goodies. So as most of you know, I was in Japan last week, and we had a special Monster Hunter episode. My apologies for that if you did not uh, like too much Monster Hunter talk. Coolest thing we found out last week, pair there are owl cafes in Osaka, and Keza was so thrilled by that. She wanted to stay uh, in Japan like a couple more days to go down and check it out owl cafe what, what, so what does cat.
3: owl taste like <laughs> so
1: yeah. they have cat cafes where you basically hang out with these pampered cats and you know yep. do whatever dog cafes
0: um They also now have owl cafes. This is actually what I think it is. They're people who are just sitting there petting owls
3: and having coffee. Yeah, basically they're all
1: sitting around and you have to make sure not to make sudden (laughs) movements.
3: It (laughs) sounds (laughs) like a store Animal Crossing. But it sounds amazing. So I shouldn't bring my pet
1: mouse in there then? No, not at all. Not unless you uh, want to lose him. Um, Wow. Yeah. No. So it was really cool. That Um, sounds
3: incredibly uh, dangerous.
1: I really wanted to go to one and I didn't have enough time. But I did have time to stop by at a candy shop and bring back some Kit Kats because that's important. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, that's oh. right. So Pear, why don't you give us the background on these Japanese Kit Kats and what makes them so special? So I just handed one around. This is a
0: wasabi flavored Kit Kat and we're going to do a live tasting, but before we do just some history. Yeah, I think I'm known. I'm been to most people in the U S and in Canada. Um, Kit cats come in many different flavors out there in the world, mm. and uh, you know, in I, I remember in Germany we we always had blood orange Kit Kat, and Japan just took it to the next level where they turned it into kind of like this this thing you get uh, when you travel. So every airport in Japan and every different prefecture has their own flavor. Okay. So like in the south you may find uh, you may find like a. a, a, a kit kat flavored with hot spicy pepper or in the north you have like a pear one or you know strawberry one so uh where'd you get this one this is the wasabi one yeah this is a wasabi no. flavored. so for folks who don't know what wasabi
1: is that's uh, some pretty powerful uh spice which i thought was really interesting for a kit kat so i was like well we have to do a live tasting so everyone quickly open up your your kit kat just a nibble because we don't want to we don't want to inundate listeners with uh, a lot of chewing and nasty they could stuff. Have a new goal in life, it's so, gotta so, catch them all. So
3: I have to admit that I've had these before, and right. the, and, and this is my favorite.
1: Oh really? So. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a bunch uh, for being on the show. That's your that's your prize this week because I don't know if I'm gonna like this too. I just went through with it, right? Um, but if you like, it's m- actually pretty
0: good. I thought mm-hmm. it would taste more like wasabi, but it doesn't taste like it, wasabi. It, right the
3: not. the wasabi taste is very mild. It it's not spicy like you know real wasabi is. It's oh not, wow, you're not. right. I
1: like it. Wow, that's surprising. I was ready to like. I thought it was almost like hot candy. Okay, you start crying. No,
3: actually, the the taste is very similar to uh, green tea. Yeah. Uh, Kit Kats, yeah. Sure. Too much. Yeah. yeah.
1: Or even like some kind of like a vanilla like chocolate. It, it tastes yeah. like, which surprises me because I didn't expect that at all.
0: All of the Kit Kats are really good. I mean, they uh, even the Peppa one. You you think it's just a gross out candy but it actually works so yeah wait so
1: yeah, let's see stuff. how close this is to the green tea one. So i also brought green tea so oh very quickly, <laughs> very quickly <laughs> just just share one so, so sometimes
3: you can get these in san francisco actually so this yeah. is uh...
1: that's right in japantown i've seen uh, actually i went there once with uh, a friend and uh, i just bought bunches of Kit Kats. it was actually mm. kind of bad um there's a photo out there somewhere but thankfully he didn't tweet it um, oh, can you share one of those with, with Chuck? No, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, awesome! No, have the green tea just just for comparison's sake. There is all If right.
0: you eat too much on a podcast, is actually the police will come. Oh, they'll kick the door yeah. down. Mm, yeah, because it's it's gross. All the poor people listening. Hmm. Um,
3: Listen it tastes eat. like green tea. That's good.
1: Yeah. Does it oh, does it taste better than the Wasabi one? I guess I like they're the wasabi both better, the same. to be honest. Yeah,
3: Chuck. I, I like them both, but Wasabi's still my favorite.
0: Okay.
1: Cool. Cool. All right. So cool. there. It goes Thank you for sharing, man. Our. Uh, uh, yeah, no, no no problem. Uh, so, yeah, that's our candy segment for this week. That'll never oh, happen again. Wait, we have what? one more, but we're not going to eat this one. But uh, I'm definitely going to share it around. So I br- I saw Animal Crossing wrapper. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you may have seen I tweeted about it. Um, and I was really surprised. I brought it back. So what is this Animal Crossing candy pair?
0: Well, it's called Tobidase Dobutsu no Mori Candy. And it has four different flavors. Uh, it has... You, I think you can guess what the flavors are, right? It's peach, it's cherry, it's apple, it's orange. So they have the original town fruit colors on there and graphics on there. But
1: are they perfect fruit?
0: Mm, yeah, no, that's they, all I care about. i kind of sad that they don't yeah. have one based on the
2: Tangy cat.
0: That was Tangerine cat. Yeah, yeah. Yep. No, and it has uh, it has all your favorite characters on the uh, on the package. Very nice yeah yeah
1: and each uh each one comes individually wrapped with a different character on the wrapper as well so. that's japan japan yeah. uh,
0: you know the masters of producing garbage live there it is it is, really it is, is amazing, amazing how they they individually wrap wrappers. yeah can yeah. i trade you jose for your sable oh yeah totally wait
1: oh there he there she is
3: okay awesome. i, I, so, I have course. to ask though what's what's in the black box
1: uh oh these are dark chocolate kick hats which oh. i like uh a uh, friend of mine, friend of the show, Jeremy Parrish, put me onto these, and I tried them actually in the states, but I brought back some. So if you guys want some later, excuse me, you can take them.
3: But but they're exactly like the same ones that are the, that are made here. Then
0: it's
1: uh, it still comes from Japan. I'm not entirely sure. Actually, it should probably be the same thing.
0: Yeah, they do yeah. some. This one says it's for it says g- uh, grown up, <laughs> grown up sweetness. It says on there. Mm. Um, yeah. It's well, it's funny. Dark chocolate is more of an
1: adult thing in my mind, but maybe I'm just yeah. thinking like a kid. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Great. So that's our candy segment this week. So I guess we should start talking about a couple of previews. So Chuck, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, Ace Attorney 5, the uh, Phoenix Wright game? Du-
3: dual Destinies. Enough. Well, the, yes. the the difference in this one, uh, as opposed to previous epi- uh, um, episodes in the series, is that it it, it introduces psychoanalysis. Mm. Uh, so you, 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 uh, I know yeah, I yeah. love where this
0: is going, this <laughs> and, and, and no, it's it's not
3: the it's not the real type of psychoanalysis like you know you would actually do, where you would read someone's facial expressions <laughs> or notice minute behavioral ticks or anything like that. Now, the, so Phoenix has a new assistant. Uh, her her name is Athena Sykes, and she has this amazing power. Which, which he says, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll change our lives forever or, or something like that. And basically all, all it is is that she is able to read people's emotions or, as she calls it, discord of the heart. And so, so where this plays into uh, the, the gameplay is that if someone's giving testimony – and you know how it normally works where you press someone for information – or uh, if if you see contradictions in their testimony, then you pre- present evidence. Yeah, um, and object the And, and, and object, line, of, course, yeah, of course, the, of the course. signature Objection. line. And, yeah. and 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 the, there's this big body blow and everything. And hmm. the, hold it. <laughs> yeah, the pros- prosecuting attorney gets slammed into the wall. Yeah, uh, but they didn't
1: have that on night court. That was my original like introduction to law, and nothing like that happened. Uh-huh. So it's so different.
3: But but so in her case, she has this. Uh, I think it, I think it's called a uh, emotion matrix or, or something like that that she uses, and and, and basically she's able to read uh, the the testimony that that someone gives her and see their emotions. And see if there's an odd emotion that doesn't match. And, and so in, in the part that I played, uh, they, were, they were talking to uh, – her, her best friend was giving testimony because she was the one who supposedly uh, was on trial for uh, detonating this bomb in, in court. And she was describing that as this fiery debris was falling on her, she was uh, afraid, but she was also a little happy. And, and and that's that's what that's what it was picking so up. So she was clued in into the yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so it's like, Well, why is she being happy? And and so <laughs> using this they were able to press her a little bit more and then found out that Apollo right had, had jumped on top of her to help save her, and 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 he got injured as a result, and so that's why she was happy. Yeah, that seems a little sadistic that she was happy that. <laughs> but but I guess she was happy about being saved, or so she's in love with Apollo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She
1: sounds like a human polygraph
3: machine. Almost, exactly, right? that's that's what it is. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, okay. uh, the thing, if you haven't played any
0: of the Phoenix Wright games, I mean, they're kind of. They're they're a little bit like role-playing games, a little bit like graphic novels, a little novel, kind of adventure, yeah. multi-choice. Um, but they're really awesome because, in a way, they take themselves really seriously, but they're not, right? Yeah, right. Like yeah. They're completely and ridiculously over the top, but it's all done kind of like... It, it looks... As if it's trying to be serious, and then, like, everything just goes completely crazy. And,
1: They're also you know. very well-written um, and well-localized. They're really funny dialogue, really funny um, sort of observations that they make about the world. I played a demo for uh, this one. Uh, so what you played is actual campaign demo. I played yes. just a, sort of an experience demo at PAX and was really surprised by a lot of the odd references. And Athena is a very animated character for you- uh for a sort of a human polygraph right Right. she's like super like putting her fist in her hand every couple of seconds like yeah let's go do this Um, and she also oh no I wasn't going to mention her but more like there was a funny reference where uh, you're looking through the guy's like a a house in the experience demo you're just trying to find out what happened to Phoenix right because he's missing Mm -hmm. and uh You come across like trophies, and one of them was like, "Oh, this is the trophy for making the loudest towel snap noise." It was like this is so bizarre, Um, but but you know, in line with those games, you know, that's sort of par for the course.
3: Yeah, there's not a lot of subtlety in in, in (laughs) in these games. I mean, I mean, the dialogue is a lot of fun, but you can't take it that seriously. Mm -hmm. The the uh, lead witness for the for the police, he he was the uh, bomb disposal expert. His name is Ted Tonate.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get it. Nice. Okay, okay. Um, I wonder if Shu Takumi is still writing those games because he wrote the last. Uh, at least he wrote the initial ones. He also wrote Ghost Trick. Um, he's worked on some interesting games at Capcom, so I'm just looking that up really quick. But I
0: think I can't wait for this game, man. Yeah, I, I love they're bringing back. Uh, they're bringing like the the brother of uh, uh, Winston Payne back in this game too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, from yeah. the previous title. It's um Yeah, he, I, he's the uh, first prosecutor that you face. That's great. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I dig these. It's coming out, what, October 24th? Uh, yes, 24th. that
1: is correct, yeah. And it's not Shu Takumi. It's another writer, Takeshi Yamazaki. I don't know his work, but uh, it's still, the series was started by Shu. Cool. All right. Um, also this week on IGN, we had a Scribblenauts review, which, uh, Chuck, you penned yourself. You gave it a 9. 9.1, okay. actually.
3: Yeah, I, cool. I liked it uh, quite a bit. Okay. Um, Huge part of that, of course, is because it has the DC Comics license, and I am a huge DC comic book uh, hero fan. Yep. So, um, yeah. So I, yeah, I love it. Uh, practically any character that you can think of is that that's in uh, DC Comics is in the game. Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. And even some indie. There's a indie comic book character in it too. And I mean, it's why is it called Un- Unmasked? By the way, don't they? Be- because they wear masks. A, a lot no, of them don't. But that's
3: wear- masked. Not unmasked. Un, un, um. Hmm. Well, a lot right. of them are unmasked, subject? though. Superman doesn't wear a mask. <laughs> All right. Aquaman Fair. doesn't wear a
0: mask. Fair enough.
3: All right. Fine. <laughs>
0: Let's
3: so, get the classes n- Not acceptable point. explanation. Yeah.
1: So uh, Nintendo had a crossover with the Last Scribble Knots on Wii U, and Mario and Link were in it, but you couldn't really do much with them, right? Wasn't that uh at least one of Brian's criticisms was you couldn't. Tie in emotions. You lot can of add them. any adjectives either to them. Yeah, like the adjectives wouldn't work. Oh, with you them. can. How you did can, that work with the
3: DC characters? So you can definitely do that. So, so for example, uh, you, you know, if Batman's fighting somebody, but he's just not quite powerful enough, you can add an adjective like giant Batman mighty Batman powerful Batman and make him bigger and stronger can
0: you do undead Batman yes you can oh yes. man does the, he really the, have the, a zombie like the, the
3: Black Lanterns are part of the universe and huh. so there there are uh, Black Lantern versions of um, I think almost all the characters that's yeah. great and and there are uh, so one of the cool things is that uh, Mr. S. Piddleick uh, shows up. He's he's a longtime Superman villain, mm-hmm. and he's uh, magical. and And so he presents these different challenges that are random and optional. and And one of them, uh, he makes everyone undead in the entire level. Like nice. e- even even all the citizens that are there to give you, to uh, ask for your assistance. Okay. And That's and really they'll cool. also attack you and, and make you
0: undead. And so gameplay is still classic scribble knots, you have like a puzzle and you need to type in uh, words in order yeah. to solve the Collect- yes. rights so, yeah? again. Yeah. Right. Yes,
3: exactly. And like
0: the thing I used to always do in the old games was just to always create a helicopter with a rope and like lift <laughs> everything around or have a bazooka and take everything up. Uh, but they limit that a little bit more now, right? Like there are more
3: challenges. Uh well, not necessarily, because what's also cool about it is that there are these costumes that you can unlock for Maxwell. And so what I did was once I unlocked the Superman costume for him because it gives him flight, super strength, uh, 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 ice breath, and also heat vision. <laughs> so it's a, it's a mm. pretty big power set. So once I had that unlocked for him, I just flew around everywhere using right. it.
0: Nice. And does it make the game, like, super easy at that point? Or no, it, does, it it still
3: It doesn't. Yeah. It's, it's still challenging because you still have to solve the puzzles. All but this, yeah. But as far as just getting around, it makes things a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, and it, is, it, yeah, in the last one, they
1: started to gate a lot of the star rights. I want to say, like, um, you couldn't just get them by, you know, just conveniently climbing up to grab them anymore. It was more fulfill this request, and the person will give you one instead.
0: Right? Yeah. And, and they had the in the last one, you couldn't reuse the same words in like three challenges, right? In order to get um, in some cases. Yeah. So you know, you couldn't like if you had used bazooka once, you're like. Uh, you know, you got to come up with with another word for a bazooka, yeah, yeah. or with another another weapon, or another way to solve the puzzle. Which I think is cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I like those games a lot. My kids love them too. Yeah, if I remember right, also
1: just asking uh, this one's also really visual in that the things that they ask you to fulfill, they don't necessarily say. You just kind of have to pick it up based on like a word bubble or something, and it's always image based. Is that still a thing? Or, uh, or no, they will like,
3: actually ask you with, ask with, with you? words. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: No, yeah, I must be having memories of another scribble knots. That's weird. All right. No, but it sounds really awesome. Any other things sort of to point out that you feel were really noticeable or well handled?
3: Um I I just love the absolute breadth of the amount of research that they put into it. I mean, the, there are over 2,000 different DC comic book characters and objects in the game. No, and no. they're all available to summon. So if you know anything, if, if you're a huge fan of DC comics, your enjoyment of the game is just going to rise incredibly. You know, nice. It's going to be exponentially more than if you aren't. Um, that said, I mean, you'll still enjoy it even if you Aren't a fan, yeah. but it, but if you are, you know, and you know who Doctor Fate is, for example, you can summon him instead of just a regular medical doctor if someone needs assistance. Okay. Uh, get more reputation points that way, you know.
1: Got it. So and it's, Superman, Kryptonite, he'll start dying. Things like that, like yes. they react to these objects. Yes, as well. exactly. If you're if you're
3: attacked by Bizarro, you can uh, type in blue Kryptonite. And that'll weaken him. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice, nice. Wow. I say. So, it's, I mean, the, these games are always perfect for Nintendo platforms,
0: I feel like, with the two screens, right? Like, you use the bottom screen for all the text entries, so the, the main screen is clear of any of that stuff.
3: Right. Although on Wii U, actually, um, it duplicates. Oh, yeah? So, so the, the, the screen on the tablet is the same that's on the TV.
0: Oh, so it's just basically you can play it while turning off the TV. Right. Okay. Now, well, that's weird. I wouldn't have done that.
1: Nice. So let's quickly, I forgot at the top of the show to bring this up and we always start with this, but for some, re- for some reason I forgot and it's mostly because last week we didn't do it. Our question of the week from two weeks ago uh, was, what is your favorite Pokemon? So everybody in this room has to answer it, including me. And I tried really hard to think about it and I wasn't sure. So I'm just okay. going to run with I'll start. I mean, I'm a, I am
0: a—I like the classics. Like I, I remember playing the original games. I mean, before, uh, you know, back with green and blue and red so you know even the mm-hmm. Japanese version I played so you know my, my favorite is still Charizard I just think you know I like dragons man okay. and I like orange dragons but I'm also like I like all the classics I love Blastoise and I also I like Pikachu I think Pikachu is just such an endearing character it's like you see that thing for like 10 seconds and you always remember it, right? Just because it seems like engineered for cuteness and being just memorable. and So I think it's cool. Okay.
1: So uh, I'll quickly just go through some from the community just to toss them in. Uh, and then we'll, we'll jump back to uh, our own as well. So let's see. we got a bunch of choices here. Actually, you know what? I didn't round this up. Someone else go first. <laughs> it's <laughs> All right, way well, too much in here. Well, like Pear, uh, I think
2: I really resonate with like the earlier games, like you know Red and Blue, and also like kind of watching the anime. And like, I think for me, it has to be Haunter, just yeah. because. <laughs> a when I first found out about the Pokemon, I was like, so wait, is he a dead Pokemon? <laughs> is he a ghost that just looks like a Pokemon? And then watching the anime, it, like gave him so much personality. In that one episode where, he like, you know, they made him, like, a prankster, he had this huge, funny tongue he would lick people with out of nowhere, Yeah. and so, like, the second I got to capture him in the game, I was like, you are my main Pokemon, not involving you, just, I love this guy, he was so hilarious.
0: We just recorded a Zelda um, uh, commentary, Jose and I, uh, That's right. for Skyward Sword, Hysteria and like, we, talked, we talked a little bit about the tongue thing, mm-hmm. ja- yeah. I mean, ja- Japan... In in kind of Japanese folklore, whenever it comes to ghosts and creepy creatures, it's always they always have really long, nasty tongues, and so you'll see that in a lot of cartoons as well. And you see that, of course, in Skyward Sword with Girahim, who is just like this crazy David Bowie with a long. that's a creepy yeah. tongue? Yeah,
3: I guess you yeah. know. What about you? Do you have? Uh, do you play Pokemon? Oh, uh, you know, no, not really. But I'm gonna go with Machamp. Yeah, because he he's got four arms and he's ripped, so <laughs> yeah. why not?
1: Which is just you know. like Chuck minus two arms. He no, is please. hiding high ones under his shirt. They just don't uh-huh. come out that often. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's it. When everyone leaves to wor- work for the day, you just see uh-huh. they come out. <laughs> All right, so uh, some community ones. Uh, Bike versus car says Gengar has always been his favorite. Uh, he thought he was too old for for the Pokemon series to grab him. <clears throat> then he rented excuse me, he rented a Pokemon Stadium at Blockbuster and, you know, really enjoyed it. Um, Let's see. But he likes, basically, Gengar's Dream Eater is his deal. is his jam. Uh, Let's see, what else? Favorite Pokemon from Jor77 is Alakazam. Uh, he just really liked the design like and the idea of a psychic Pokemon. I just uh-huh. love that, saying that over and over again. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. Oh, man. What about uh, – that was the thing, right, on the Pokemon show. They would each say their names yeah. rather yeah. than, like, on the, on the games where it was just a <coughs> chirpy yeah, sound <coughs> kind of thing. No. All right. Let's see. Malinois said Haunter. Um, there you go. He, the Haunter powerful. guy. Yeah. Represent. That's right. Well, we also have another Charizard guy. on Link 97 agrees with uh, well, That's right. Yeah. Agrees Good choice, man. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. See who else we have. Uh, Skythers was uh, the favorite for the ruin. I was expecting more Mewtwo's, me too. And I almost picked that one, believe it or not. Um, it was really close. And one more, let's see, an interesting one Hypno Toad. <laughs> yeah By Master Zod uh-huh. yeah. um, everybody loves Hypnotoad mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I guess so uh, my favorite um, or at least the one that stood out to me I don't know if this is really a favorite but I always thought Psyduck was a funny Psyduck is awesome yeah a funny character um, I almost said Magikarp because it turns into Gyarados which is you know this harmless fish turns into like a big sea dragon
0: but and uh, it can use splash yep yeah. Yep. there's a metaphor in there somewhere <laughs>
1: Somewhere, um, but no I, I settled on Psyduck because the idea of a powerful psychic duck that just is always has a migraine was somehow funny to me he's just always grabbing his head in the animation and in the art I can't wait to see what he looks like in Pokemon X and Y
0: it's awesome I still have somewhere at home I still have old stickers from when Pokemon first came out in the west and all the names are still tentative when they had like they hadn't decided on the final names because they were probably doing like uh, you know copyright checks on everything mm-hmm. uh, trademark checks and like uh i have to look up what Cydoc was but that psyduck had a ridiculous name at the time um it's just awesome like you know now we've seen these names for more than a decade you know That's like right. it's been around for such a long time that they kind of household names and there's so many of them it's crazy yeah i'm trying to find so we
1: have a. did you know we had podcast forums on facebook did you know about that at all? Because Craig knew and supposedly yeah, everyone who's yeah, yeah. been. Huh? So they're still around. They're still yeah. there. Folks um, maybe folks aren't as aware, but we used to have a or we have a Facebook community that basically goes back and forth on news. They're a very polite, very fun bunch. Yeah, awesome um, I people. jump in there every once in a while to talk to them. And they complained to me recently that I don't acknowledge they exist. So here we are, <laughs> now acknowledging not only that the official Nintendo Voice Chat uh, podcast forums exist, but I'm going to try and find their Pokemon really quick. All right, cool. Because uh, they did list their favorite Pokemons, but uh, whoever started the thread insisted. I'm going to put
0: them here so Jose has to come get them. Well, so while you job. look for it, we're going to talk about like, the biggest news of the week. It's been—I mean—it's been a slow week, obviously, but uh, the, you know there are a couple of things. Like, uh, there's an indie game uh, on Kickstarter called *The Fall*. Um, from Over the Moon, and they just, you know, they passed the $29,000 mark. It's a, you know, small project, but at $29,000, they said they would support Wii U and Linux wow. um, before any of the other platforms. So, uh, you know, they, they want to get to 65K to do multi-platform. But yeah, it's this cool-looking game, man. It looks like Limbo kind of art style-wise, you know, like the shadow art, um, but more like flashback, you know, where you actually have a gun. So it's like this platformer shooter, click uh, point-and-click adventure, or, yeah. Uh, looks really cool. And then, of course, Mighty Number no. 9 um, made a little bit more money on Kickstarter. Uh, they hit point uh, $2. Mm. 2. $2. five million million. So uh,
1: console versions are happening.
0: Yeah, right? that's Inafune, And he mm-hmm. he, he says they're going to do it for Wii U as well, you know, PS3, Xbox 360, and Wii U. And, you know, with the console stretch goal reached, let's hope the Wii U version actually happens. That looks great. I mean, it's, be- it's the creator of Mega Man basically doing Mega Man. Um, you know, without Capcom. Yeah, without so, the stealing part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Ega, Ega Man. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so um, that should be really cool. No,
1: and they've been hitting stretch goals like crazy. Like yeah. they're doing really well. They have a great community there. Uh, Friends of the show 8.4, um, the localization company located in Japan, they are handling community for that, and they're doing uh, weekly podcasts. They're doing like daily yeah. or weekly updates. Like they're really
0: on the ball right now. Yeah, and, and um, you know, and it's great. <clears throat> Nintendo has obviously opened up their platform a lot more to support indies nowadays. You know, you don't have to be incorporated anymore. Like yeah. smaller. Uh, teams can can release and, and self-publish on the platform. So that's really great. And so, that means it's going to be fairly easy for these guys to actually output the Wii U versions. Yeah.
1: I'm wondering, though, are uh, portable platforms on that list yet? I don't think they are. They are. are in stretch goals. They're not oh. in stretch calls yet? Because no. they weren't from the start. And uh, I know that uh, Jules Watson at mm-hmm. Renegade Kid tweeted at them saying, yeah. hey, I'd like to be a part of this. I'm not sure if we talked about it on the podcast or not. But he did toss the offer out there over Twitter. And I hope someone's definitely considering it, right? Because a 3DS version and a Vita version of... Mighty number nine would be, I think, a cool yeah. thing, right?
0: And, J- and Jules is a talented developer to work mm-hmm. on, on platformers That's with. Right. So that'd be uh, that'd be great. And then of course I mean the biggest news of the week is uh, another Smash Brothers character revealed. Toon Link, so we're getting the Wind Waker edition of Link new with Newly Shaded, you know, your favorite, Jose. Yeah, <laughs> like that was the one
1: <laughs> One thing I complained about in my review, and there it is. Uh, yeah. But that's also on IGN. Yeah, no, this is good. I mean, yeah. some people were surprised because they thought we were going to get the a Link Between Worlds link, you know, sort of yeah. this short, hobbit-looking kid. Um, people
2: also freaked out because of the uh, the one Toon Link stage on the train.
1: Um, on the train. DS, yeah, the train mm-hmm. level. And you yeah. can see
2: Link is the, op- the conductor, so now yeah. it's going to be Toon Link and... Operator oh Link my the same
1: God! Stage. Well, there yeah. were four swords adventures. I'm sure there's some sort of like neat story like yeah. thing here. Oh, yeah.
0: We'll see if he's exactly the same again. Whether he's just a you know different version of of Link with um with the same moves. Yeah, and but, this was just announced last yeah. night. As yeah. A matter of yeah. Fact. So this yeah. just came out. So you know, so go to our wiki. Just search Smash Brothers wiki IGN on Google. Yeah. You'll get there really fast. Uh, you can see all the other characters: Mario, Samus, Fox, Link, Pikachu, Pit, Bowser, Donkey Kong, Kirby, Mega Man, the villager from Animal Crossing, Wii Fit trainer, Pikmin and Olimar Luigi and Princess Peach nice. so we got a good roster now um, they still no have... Ness oh, still yeah. no... come no
1: insert character name here which is always going to be a thing I mean they're doing it slowly whatever that's fine yeah. uh, Jose,
2: how cool would it be if Toon Link's one of his taunts was to take
1: a selfie with the pictograph uh, it could be cool <laughs> I would love <laughs> if they put that in it there that would be, cool. That'd be great yeah, yeah. that would be pretty cool uh, I found the their the responses. Yeah, I actually found it a while ago, but I let you keep reading. Let's hear it. S- so uh, Joey Steiner started the thread. So shout out to Joey. And uh, he his p- favorite Pokemon was Wabuffet. Um He just thinks. Yeah, exactly. Let's see. So in our comments, we also have Articuno from Peter.
0: Yeah.
1: Scyther from Josh Epstein. Let's see.
0: We'll read like two or three more. I was so happy when I first got Articuno. I yeah, like back right
1: there.
0: when it was a wee lad.
1: Samarat because of that stash from JD <laughs> Keller. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, so guys. We acknowledge you exist. Look them up on Facebook, Nintendo Voice Chat, Podcast Forums. Um, they're not officially moderated by us, but the community there is pretty cool. They they honestly do a way better
0: job of moderating than <laughs> we ever could, so yeah. hats oh. off to you guys. You're great.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, any other news this week? Yeah, there's a couple about, uh, more things.
0: There's yeah. uh, 3DS sales. You know, you you might talk a little bit about Monster Hunter in a second, but Monster mm-hmm. Hunter 4 obviously is bolstering 3DS sales in Japan, and it just surpassed the original Wii sales. So, you know, we've seen... Twelve point seven million sales of 3ds um, handhelds in Japan uh, versus 12, 12.6 uh, Wii's. You know, of course, the Wii was a humongous success out of Japan, outside of Japan. That's sold right. over a hundred million units worldwide, whereas the 3ds sold, you know, more than thirty million units so far. Yeah. Um, but that's a huge, a huge chunk of that in Japan. So yeah, well, yeah. I mean, portable gaming
1: is such a big part of that culture there versus say here. But Monster Hunter did extremely well last week. Yeah, so I sunk it in ten hours too. Oh my God.
3: Mm -hmm. it's so
1: good once i learned how to vault using the new bug staff it was over like i all i want to do is play monster hunter but it sold i think close to two million in roughly three to four days which was and you street pass in japan with a a a lot of folks and they're all playing monster hunter i would say three out of four people that i would street pass with were each playing monster hunter because it was i mean it's the hot new thing but it's it it needs to be stated just how big that is over there um and also um even going to uh, one of the places that fascinated me while I was over there was stopping by Yorobashi. Uh, Yodobashi is sort of the big Best Buy of Japan, right? Mm-hmm. It's this big uh, store that you know you can buy a bunch of electronics. There's like five or six floors. It's pretty big, maybe taller than that, I forget. So correct me if I'm wrong and you live in Japan. But uh, there's a street pass area right outside of the store that is blocked off with cones, and people would just go in, street pass, uh, you know, clear out their queue or play Monster Hunter together. It was it was just surreal to me. I'd never seen anything like that, and people come from all That's over. Pretty Japan. pretty awesome. wow. have that here. Just go street really pass. Cool.
0: I feel yeah. like we need to do another street pass event. You know, we've done one mm. like over over a year ago where we invited people to come by. So I I, I call it E3. Yeah, E3 yeah. is That's pretty true. good for that. Yeah. Obviously, any big gaming event, but you know, just kind of they they happen so you know so. Well, there uh, were rarely Street Pass
1: like there was a big Street Pass sort of organization, right? There yeah. was Street Pass NYC, Street Pass SF, if I'm remembering their names right, and they were coordinating sort of weekly or monthly things
0: with, with other sites. But uh, yep.
1: I think you're right. I think it is about well, time we had another one at IGN. We should take
0: a show of hands. I mean if you are if you are in the San Francisco Bay Area or you would drive here, um, come and visit us in, in San Francisco. If you're interested in that, send us an email at nvc at IGN.com. Let us know if that would be something we would make the trek out for. And if there are enough people who raise their hand, um, we'll we'll figure something out.
1: Yeah, and, and bear in mind this would be a really cool thing and you know some folks have reached out to me and said, well why does Podcast Beyond get to have so many events and so many people I'm like well those people will come like we find that out ahead of time so this is your chance you with the headphones listener to sort of put out there would you be willing to come over to IGN and hang out with us maybe come over (laughs) yeah. <laughs> if you want to play come on maybe mm-hmm. record a live NVC yeah we could do that it, kind of yeah. stuff if
0: there are enough people if there are enough people who are interested we'll definitely do sure. something we'll buy you right. pizza too let us know um, so one final piece of news quick uh, is uh, FIFA Legacy Edition have you heard about tell it? me about this so I FIFA 14 Legacy Edition uh you know the game obviously has some new features uh, on on 360 and so so forth. Just came out. Um, there is another version of FIFA 14 and it's called FIFA 14 Legacy Edition. It's almost full price, um, but it doesn't have anything new. It only has roster changes. So, you know EA is being a little cheesy on that one. Wow. And you know I'm I'm a guy who defends EA a lot. Uh, I actually think they innovate far more than people give them credit for but not Mm -hmm. in this case and you know honestly it's probably because they think the market is too small but they're releasing FIFA Legacy Edition for Wii, the original Wii uh, for 3DS and PS2 and they're basically last year's games just with new rosters.
1: Okay. I mean it
0: makes sense just because the install base on those consoles are still really big
1: and at least in some other countries that's still yeah. some folks primary game
0: machines so yeah look I mean I hope though I, it, it would be I would be happier about it if it was like a $20 price point but it's like yeah. twice that yeah, you know? yeah
1: that's and, kind of crappy.
0: and also you I hope they make it really clear that this is not a new game because somebody who bought last year's game and buys this one is going to be really really disappointing yeah. right like then I wish it would just be a roster download or, mm-hmm. or an update and then there's no Wii U version right They EA, once again, yeah EA at one point said the market's just not big enough for these games, for uh, you know the the Fifas and the Maddens on the Wii U platform, and you know I mean that maybe that may be uh, true, but of course it doesn't help the the platform grow either.
1: Yeah, to to be fair, uh, in their defense, during the Wii era, they did try constantly to change up Madden they to did. change up Fifa. And each time they were met with sort of low sales, right? Yeah, I mean, and they, they tried, tried an all star. They start, yeah. tried rebranding with like an all play or all play yeah, all-star. Yeah, they did the
0: mainstream version, right? Like Basically. for more family friendly controls. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. So I, I can't fault them um, for it. I just, you know, like I love the idea of a legacy edition. Like mm-hmm. if you want to have an up to date game that may not have all the features and you didn't play last year's game, but then make it cheap. Then yeah. it's got to be twenty bucks, mm-hmm. seriously. That, that I completely agree on. That this is just artificially inflating the price of an old game, yep. you know. So,
1: mm-hmm. any any Madden or FIFA players in the house? I used to play FIFA. Just putting that out there.
0: I, I love FIFA. I mean, I I do play the game still, and you know, we usually uh, obviously it's bigger in the UK and in Europe um, mm-hmm. than it is over here, but you know, there, yep. there's a fair amount of people who play that. Oh yeah. Yep. What about you
2: too? Um, not for a long, long time. <laughs> okay. Back at my cousin's house in Boston, we used
3: to play it a lot. Uh-huh. And that was that was a decade ago. Okay, yeah, not not me. There aren't any DC superheroes in it. Ah,
1: so. best selling best selling yeah. sports game in the world. So EA, you heard it here. Give Chuck DC superheroes in the next <laughs> For FIFA. Batman and soccer. That's and, right. That's and right. Day one.
3: I would play happen. it. I would yeah. play it.
1: That would actually be a pretty rad idea. I don't know superheroes
0: playing soccer. None of the kind of action uh, soccer games actually sold. You know, yeah. like obviously we Unless have Mario, the Mario soccer game. Yeah, yeah, but even those didn't do that well either. You mm-hmm. know, considering that it had all these beloved characters in it. Yeah, true. A Marvel versus DC soccer
3: game. Now that oh, would probably I, work. It would well. never happen due to no. licensing issues, uh-huh. but man, I would uh-huh. love to. Play yeah, and
1: every game would have to end in a tie, because that's, that's what right. happened when they met in the comics, right? It was like, oh, this ends in a tie. Uh-huh. No one won. It's well, like, there, on. there's
3: always a misunderstanding, and then they become friends. Exactly. And, 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 and join together to fight against the greater villain.
1: You just described the plot of Superman and Batman.
3: Uh, <laughs> probably. Uh, probably, <laughs> probably. Probably. Yeah.
1: yeah, right on this podcast. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, so uh, more news this week. Um or before I go into what's new on the eShop uh, this week, which is a weekly feature you can find on IGN, maybe I should talk a little bit about um, our Shinji Mikami interview because yeah. he talked about Resident Evil Remake, and I was really um, sort of surprised because he brought it up. I wasn't going in, you know. So we had an appointment to talk to him about The Evil Within, which is their new uh, survival horror game. It's being published by Bethesda Softworks. Unfortunately, uh, not coming to Wii U. Also, it's
0: just ma- yeah, Bethesda ma- is ma- just not on the. Not yeah, going to be they, on the platform, they've they've yeah.
1: been uh, on record with that. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. haven't been right. GameCube, Wii, they've just kind of sat back and it's not you their know, focus, Yeah, we'll see what's going on. But anyway, I'm um, talking to him about you know survival horror and where it is today. You know, I'm a big fan of the way survival horror used to be. Uh, the old classic Resident Evil that even though it had tank controls and people used to ding on them for having um, sort of these weird camera angles and and all of these things, I still felt like there was a genuine suspense there because not only was it uh the camera angles would change with each sort of transition but you you were kind of battling with the controls to get that headshot or to get a yeah. shot on these zombies and they made it easy with each and easier with each iteration but resident evil 4 completely changed the template right it was less of a scary focus and more of an action focus more of a redefinition of what survival meant yeah so we talked about it, and he brought up uh basically that resident evil remake um you know, had done very poorly sales-wise, at least below expectations, and that caused you know his team to really rethink how Resident Evil Four was going to be done. Right, mm-hmm. most people build uh, REZ, Re Zero, excuse me, which was a sequel that came after that. Both games on GameCube, by the way, remake and Zero, um, as sort of that turning point. But it was like, no, they were actually thinking about that even before. Um, so that was a, a big surprise, right? And remake is one of my favorite Resident Evil. I games. love that game. It was that so game good. was so good. It was it was only on GameCube, which may have been part of the problem no why way, it yeah. didn't sell well. Yeah. yeah, but it was so good, top to bottom, everything was changed, right? The mansion got new rooms. Yeah, there were new story characters added in, new plot lines, like a like Lisa Trevor, that creepy like sort yeah. of zombie bag, weird thing. Hiding. Yeah, (laughs) new dialogue, uh, you know, just top to bottom, visual gameplay, everything was overhauled. I don't think any remake was as extensive as that remake. And that what, may be a bold claim.
0: What I but. love about that game is that it totally screws with you because yes. it, if you had if you've played a, the original Resident Evil, you kind of know where the nasty points in that game are. You know you know, you open this door and then, you know, the, a certain type of character uh, will, will start appearing throughout the house. In this mm-hmm. game they can actually open the door, right? And it, doors in the, in the remake. And then, of course the, the pivotal scene where the dogs jump through the window. Yep. Like They have fun with that kind of stuff where you're like, oh, I know what's going to happen and then it doesn't happen, which I I just thought was so brilliant that they didn't just do a shot-for-shot recreation. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, putting those games in, in context, back when those games were being played and were popular, there were a lot of voices from uh, gamers and the press saying enough with the tank controls enough with the fixed mm-hmm. camera angles right yeah. can you do it differently I, and I do believe that they could have done it I believe that they could have had a suspenseful game where you're low on ammo and not always solving everything by killing but fixed some of those issues like controls and um, and camera angles sure right? and there there are lots of indie games nowadays who build amazing suspense and who mm-hmm. are basically kind of inherited this survival horror genre yep, that's right you know where you're hunting pages in the forest or you know you're doing all these different and things and it's just about survival. Yeah. yeah. Um, just, just to
1: put one more bit of this into context, uh, so one of his quotes, with Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3 um, all the rest of the series before Resident Evil 4, I was always saying to the staff scaring the player is the number one thing but for the first time in Resident Evil 4 I told the team that fun gameplay is the most important thing. That's what I said. The second thing would be nothing. He didn't give them real direction for that but the third thing to the team he, w- he would convey is then it has to be scary. So fun, fun gameplay kind of became sort of the the key pillar and you know rd4 was fantastic but it just lost some of that edge right because there was a lot of ammo lying around but the but the situations were so intense and you still had to use your head to survive and that was the real cool part right you had to take down crowds by shooting them in the kneecap or something but there were plenty of scary moments
0: like waiting for that elevator man that was Uh, traumatizing you're running around and you're just trying to survive long enough for the elevator to come down like it had genuine scares and then it had a lot of gunplay you know yeah um but, I, you know, I think it's possible to do something that's a good mixture of both, you yeah. know? And, like, some people, you know, who are listening will point to Zombie U as a game that has action and kind of like the survival kind of scare thing where sure. you're looking away from the screen to look through your backpack. Um, I, I didn't think that game was that successful. I thought it was, I thought it was fine. But, yeah. um, you know, Resident Evil Remake and the original Res- Resident Evil games were just so much better, I think, at it. Yeah. What they did really well, by the way, was always show you something that was scary but not do anything with it. And you're yeah. like, oh man, look at that giant shark in the tank, you know? Yeah. And like, and then you know, eventually that thing is going to get <laughs> yeah, out, but yeah. you don't know when. And yeah, I thought that yeah. was brilliant. They yeah. did such a good job with that.
1: Did either of you have any experience loving Resident Evil?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think for me, um, there's two different kinds of really good horror games. There's the ones that you see a lot today with like indie versions, like you know, Outlast or Amnesia, That's where right. you don't have any weapons and your your goal is to get scared and to run away. And then there's these other things, Red is Evil, where you have guns, but they're not always that effective. And I think that's another really good brand of horror is knowing that you have a weapon. You can fight, but you're not always going to win just by pointing a pistol at someone and shooting. Yeah. You have to think on your feet. You have to keep moving. And having all these jump scares and like unpredictableness of the series, I think, really adds a lot of edge to it. So you're not always you know, the guy who has a plan. Yeah.
3: Sure. I can I'm, see. <clears throat> I really like the first one at that window in time. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. when it first came out, sure. but but yeah, I, I had no patience for the tank controls okay. and and getting stuck in a situation where you're watching from from this fixed camera angle while you're trying to shoot at a zombie that's off screen and you're wasting ammo yeah. and when well, resources uh, were so important, right? I mean, yeah, the minute exactly. You're out of ammo, you're exactly. done for, and that's part of the scare. So I'm I'm all for better fun gameplay (laughs)
1: yeah so I don't normally do this uh, with interviews but this was Shinji Mikami and this was my first time and I'm only full disclosure um, you know I I asked him to sign something again I don't normally do that because I feel like we shouldn't do that it's uh, abusive access whatever but for the first time I did and I took out I brought a copy of Remake with me which was the thing I wanted him to sign you know what his reaction was to that mm-hmm. first of all he said yes but then he was like you are the first person who's ever brought Remake for me to sign that's crazy huh. and he was Aww. like f- you know sort of not flabbergasted but he was just very surprised and happy about it he was like no yeah. one ever asked me to sign this and I'm like
0: wow I know it's a little different like you, you wouldn't take Twin Snakes and have Kojima sign it right mm-hmm. because it's it, it's a remake where he wasn't quite as much involved that's right. but, yeah. but this he drove this Remake Make, yep, right? That's right and so that that surprises me that yeah. there aren't more people
1: same yeah he said everyone brings the first Resident Evil or yeah. Resident Evil
0: 4
3: and, and you said this was his favorite right
1: uh yeah he says that it's one of his favorite things he ever he's worked on yeah, yeah. yeah he did bring that up in the interview great game yeah no I agree
0: all right. Um, Maybe someday. There'll be the 100th anniversary edition. And
1: I just want an HD version of it, man. Somebody out there, if you know people at Capcom, start a petition or something. Like I would love to see it come back. I know the, the tank control thing would get <laughs> slammed, but man.
0: Europe. Yeah. Yep. So what else we got? Uh, Animal Crossing. It's the end of the month. Remember, boot up again. Oh, actually, if... Before the end of the month, it's your last chance to uh, catch a whole bunch of butterflies and diving beetles and mosquitoes. Mosquitos are going away. Okay. If you haven't caught one yet, which is insane, you probably have so many of them. At least <laughs> if you're
1: playing legit, you can always change the system clock. Yeah, I, know, I, I, will never, I would never do that.
0: Yeah, time Rainbow travel. stag, scorpions, get them now because they're all going to be gone. You know, Some of the fish you can always get on the island, so don't worry about it. But uh, next month, you're going to get uh, bagworms and ladybugs and yellow perches and cherry salmons and stuff so um yeah have fun have you ever collected everything in an animal crossing just curious i think i did yeah yeah i think i did you say that almost with shame (laughs) no because it becomes an obsession right i wish there were better tools to keep track of what you donated Mm -hmm. you know in the game yeah like that's always the thing i'm like i know i've caught this but did i donate this so Yeah. yeah yeah
1: Yep. I, I was going to buy in Japan they have a thick volume I think they sell this in the states too Of uh, it's sort of an inventory book of everything that you can find in yeah. that game I was so tempted to buy it but I mean yep. it wasn't English I might as well get the English one mm-hmm. yeah.
0: hey and then Mario and Peach are going to get married right it's wow. about time
3: <laughs> <Seriously>.
0: wow <laughs> if you love
1: it then you should have put a ring well exactly
3: like yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. so yeah the, Nintendo does this great thing you know they put out a screenshot of Smash Brothers every day and we collect them on our wiki Smash Brothers wiki just search search the site for it Um. And uh, they put out a shot where it looks like Mario is putting a ring on Peach's finger, but obviously it's the, the ring that's always on her finger. It's just kind of a stage shot. and they When she does her idle
2: animation, she adjusts her glove, and then that's what they got it
0: from. That's it, yeah. yeah. But it really, I mean, they obviously did it on purpose. It just basically looks like they're tying the knot
3: but well yeah. I, I kind of wonder so now that the romantic tension might be going away do you think people will lose interest in the series yeah, they're not going to save her anymore they're I just going to
0: go fix Yeah, things. it's like
3: my, my yeah. wife is in another castle who cares yeah no sorry yeah, this yeah. could yeah. spawn a
2: whole new <laughs> spin off of Mario Wedding Party Mario Kids <laughs> you, yeah you get all these mini games that you know spam
1: A to not cry when Toad's doing like the, the toast yeah if the baby comes out and it's Toad you know something's
0: up <laughs> oh no
3: <laughs> it's a divorce time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you ever uh, Brian Altano and Naomi, Naomi Kyle actually did a video like just in the in you know after hours they shot it here in the office where it's just married Mario and Peach do you ever really? see that no, one no, oh, oh yeah and it's basically Brian is just the stereotypical uh, I- Italian just so like married with yeah. children yeah no it's exactly <laughs> like that uh, search for that just search Brian Altano Naomi Kyle Mario video you'll find it I'm sure it's
3: embarrassing and amazing and, and Luigi's just always coming around <laughs> like, hanging out hey that's <laughs> right it's the year of Luigi is there anything so, else
0: coming to Otero uh,
1: you know what we asked Reggie that during our interview uh, like a month, t- month or two months ago when we mm-hmm. talked to him about the 2DS and he said it's not not over, but he didn't go into any specifics. All right. Yeah, it's like there may be more coming.
0: We're waiting with bated breath.
1: Pretty much, mm. yeah. All right, so this week on the eShop, unless there's any more news. Uh, so what do we have? Let's see. 3DS Retail Games, Etrian Odyssey, Untold, The Millennium Girl, which we have a review up on IGN. You can check it out. It was by Brian Albert, I believe. Am I saying this? Mm-hmm. Is yes, 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 that's correct. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, 39.99, available October 1st. He also, liked it. Yes, he did like it. Uh, anybody remember when he gave it?
3: Uh, I don't I remember the score. That. Yeah, Per's yeah. going to look
1: that up real quick. Uh, but he, it, it was favorable. And this is a remake of the first um, – a, a remake of the of an Estrean Odyssey game, excuse me. Um, there's a demo right now on the eShop, and your progress from the demo can be carried over into the final game, which is very convenient. So if you are at all interested, you should check that out. 8.5. There you go. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, let's see. Anybody know Room Factory 4? Because I don't no Nope no. Sort of Harvest Mooney Yeah that's also available 39 dollars Available October 1st On Virtual Console Donkey Kong 3 That's Yay. when uh, You know It yeah. started going downhill yeah. <laughs> 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 So uh-huh. go out so, and get it yeah, yeah Not not recommended But if you are someone Who wants to find out For yourself It's out there There's a Shin Megami Tensei For sale uh, It's going to be $40 bucks, uh, Until October 14th So that's 10 bucks cheaper there's a runner this two a good game, sale. right? Yes, no, it okay. is a really good game. Prepare to get kicked in the nuts, though, really hard at the start. This game does not fool around. Uh, Mega 10 is known for that, so be prepared. Runner two is on sale, 33% off. It's going to be available for $9.99. Chasing Aurora is also on sale, it's going to be $4.99 until October 4th. Um, and there's a few others. Yeah, and you can check this out. Uh, this feature is called the This Week in the eShop. It's by a friend of the show, Neil Ronikin, and you can check it out on IGN. Yep. You can check a lot of things out on IGN. You should check out uh, Zelda Week. Zelda
0: Week.
3: Zelda Week, uh, yeah. All week.
0: All week. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, just uh, we just posted a, a music montage, right? Like the greatest music moments I had to get all the from the, the game. game. That was fun, uh-huh. like every single Zelda game ever, and to get all those assets for the video.
1: Yeah, yeah was... the the most fun part of my day was walking by Brendan's desk when he was playing Zelda Two because he was so <laughs> frustrated. About I'm sorry, it. Really? It like, oh it just
2: it's been too long, and I'm just like, I can't deal. I have to get like we were doing the feature on the the instruments, and so the recorder is like you know in the third or fourth dungeon, yeah, and I had to get through Death Mountain. And like I just can't get through without dying three times. So it's like, "Oh, you
0: need save, save, states, save, on that yeah, bad save boy. states yeah, save, save me from this." Here's punishment. the good news: your effort will not go wasted because we are going to play through every Zelda game ever with that our started. let's plays yeah, and I'll this be back. week. So yeah, you know, right. in in order of uh, of story progression, so. You know, you've got a little bit of time to get better at Zelda, too. Yeah, we're going to
1: need you. Yeah. Um, Also, uh, there there have been a bunch of great features this week um, that we've had up on the site. That's one of them, a video feature. Uh, There's also an excellent the legends behind Legends of Zelda mm-hmm. featured by Tatsiolik, which is fantastic he brings up a lot of names that you may not be familiar with I mean everyone knows Aonuma Miyamoto and Tezuka but the, here is a whole roster of people yeah. unsung heroes yes pretty much yeah Yeah, and
0: some folks who have been uh, with the franchise since like the original game or, right. or the second title so it's pretty amazing you know some of these guys are just in the background but had has have had such an influence on the on the franchise yeah it's good to recognize them
1: yeah, and, uh, and we have more to come this week, so you should definitely check that out. Also, uh, our Let's Play series will be starting Saturday. I think publishing time is like 10 p.m. Pacific, and uh, we're going to be running that every Saturday for the next couple, at least. Um, so definitely check that out. Well, we started this week with Skyward Sword. <laughs> we were in there for, do we want to tell them how long? <laughs> I, we were playing for like 45 minutes or it was something. 45-minute so video, yeah.
0: We, we have to go a little shorter. No, mm. no Nobody wants to sit that long and listen to us talk, right?
1: Unless, uh, you mm. know what, go watch it. And if you think it was too long, please let us know. If you think it was an appropriate length, let us know that, too. I yep. apologize for the combat. I was sitting down. I need to play that game, standing
2: up, swing the sword. I can't do it sitting down. It just I don't know why. Yeah, I was it's noticing okay. during the video.
1: I was going to tell you, you're sideways. What are you doing? <laughs> all well, right, fair enough. We're not judging you. No, Just not me. at all. A little bit. All right, and I guess that's our show for this week. We need a question of
0: the week, though. So what's it going to be? question of the week did we ask for a favorite Zelda game yet since we're starting the, the I feel like group? on the site that's been I feel asked like we've a bunch done of done times that. that was asked yeah, yeah. yeah let's not I do really that should
2: Link pop the question to Zelda it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're like they're getting married yeah. what about us mm-hmm.
1: that would, that would uh, yeah I guess you know
0: Zelda would oh, catch I, the
1: bouquet at that wedding
0: I got a really mean mean question that we could ask okay. question of the week okay all the Nintendo published franchises if you had to get rid of one oh. which one would it be Ooh. Mm. That's so so we're talking, you know, Metroid, Animal Crossing, Kid you? Icarus, Smash Brothers, um, and Mario Party, F-Zero. There, I, I know Does a lot. Does Wii
1: Music it. count? It only had one game.
0: <laughs> e, no, the Wii music. music. That's the easy mode. Yeah. No franchises. Anything that had a sequel.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just
0: wanted to be sure. Yeah. All right, let's hear we'll it, out. guys. Uh, you can leave a, a comment on on the article that hosts this podcast on IGN, or you can email us at nvc at IGN.com, and if your comment is awesome, we'll read it on the air, of course. Like uh, Abdul's email, which he uh, sent us, he sent uh, a nice note just reminding everybody uh, about how to comment on IGN the, the proper way. And he said, you know, in recent months, Uh, Changes to the rules at IGN have helped improve the commenting culture in a noticeable way. Thanks for noticing. There's actually a lot of work behind the scenes of of folks moderating comments and a lot of uh, community moderators donating their time to help out too. But he says there's still a lot of work to be done. He says... um, at some hardcore gamers who tend to incite platform-specific arguments, which drag many others into the fray, you—you uh, you are absolutely right, Abdul from England. By the way, um, you know if you're a Nintendo fan and you see that happening, somebody comes into a Zelda review and just you know talks smack and, and talks about the Xbox One or the or the, or the PlayStation. Remember that person is not representative of people who love games and love platforms uh uh, you know love all these different platforms that's just one guy who probably doesn't have the money to buy the wii u as well so be kind just ignore these folks you don't have to get mad yeah you're you're better than them you know zelda is good no need to defend it thank you
1: yeah yeah and thanks for standing up and you know having your voice heard but definitely keep in consideration that you know tone and all that i mean sometimes i'm in there you know trying to talk people down or, you know, kill it with kindness, but um, at the end of the day if you do your part and ignore them, it does better for all of us. I yeah. much
0: and I, I, There's always a great person you can cite in moments like that, the Big Lebowski, who said, well that's just your opinion, man.
1: There you go. Alright, so very quickly, let's go around the room, uh, drop your Twitter handle and uh, something that you're working on. Uh, my Twitter handle is
2: at Raga underscore that's r a g g a underscore f r a g g a and right now i'm currently publishing the wind waker hd video walkthrough which you can find on IJ and gameplay as well as our wonderful uh, revamped uh wind waker wiki that i know paris working on helping uh, fill out the map and i'll be working on it too
0: once I can get the game back from my daughter, man, she's just like... Yeah, she's yeah. loving that, huh? Yeah. no, she's like way farther already in the quest than I am. So so you're playing on hero mode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How's yeah, that I, I, am hero oh, I am, too. Oh, you are, too. I am, too. Here's the thing. Like, have you have you noticed the subtle differences to the original? Oh, yeah.
2: We, yeah I actually put the... If you go to the wiki and go to Wii U version, yeah. I compile a whole list of all the wonderful little differences they put in. You wouldn't even realize half of them, like, not being able to turn in the GameCube version. You can do that now with uh, on the hook shot. Yeah. the grappling hook, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, just... Plenty of little differences you can go find out.
0: Yeah, they do, uh, yeah, that's right, you had to stop uh, swinging yeah, in stop the original the and then you could turn, but not while you're swinging. There are other things like, uh, you know, when you first come to Windfall Island, you want the sail. Uh, in the original GameCube game, you just walk up to the guy on the right counter, you get the sail. In this version, he goes like, oh no, you got to f- free my friend. Yeah, and that's you know? how so they inserted they Tingle. Add, they in add the, story. the Tingle quest and make it actually mandatory. So there are all these little changes. They are new treasure maps as well, yep. right? Yeah, like five new changes. treasure maps. They make yeah.
2: up for the Triforce charts which yeah. from now going. Yeah, which yeah. yeah.
1: is ting- awesome. Yeah, and t- saving Tingle also prompts a later messages from him where he mails you mm-hmm. basically, hey, this is a map where you can find some stuff. And then yep. later in the quest, he says, hey, here's where you can find five Triforce pieces. Have fun with that and bring me any maps that you find.
0: So if you're playing the HD version, you got a couple of minutes to donate, um, head to our wiki uh, on IGN and help edit some of the pages. We want the walkthrough to have both versions in it. So if there's something that's GameCube specific, just kind of put in front of it, note in the GameCube version, do this. In the Wii U version, just, just help other players out where the differences are just in case we didn't spot them all and put them in there yet.
1: I was hoping someone would have found. Uh, you know how when a, a link to uh, excuse me, when Ocarina of Time was re released, there were a bunch of little nods, just a handful actually, mm-hmm. to Skyward Sword. Yep. I, so far, I have not heard anyone say they found anything.
0: Like a hidden thing.
1: And uh, yeah, in Wind Waker. So keep your eyes peeled, yep. ladies and gentlemen, and let us know in email form. I have to look back now.
3: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what about your Twitter? I'm uh, Chuck on Games. Right. Uh, uh, on, on Twitter, so come and follow me. And right now, uh, so I haven't actually even started playing it yet, but I'm going to be reviewing uh, Star Wars Pinball on 3DS.
0: Nice. Very cool. All right.
3: So I can't wait for that. So for the latest
0: Star Wars Pinball news, follow Chuck on Twitter. Exactly. There you go. (laughs) And I'm Pear IGN. Very easy. Um follow me give me a shout out on on twitter and i will definitely respond to you and uh, definitely keep the feedback coming let us know what you liked about the podcast what you didn't like and you know email us nvc at ign.com yeah and thanks a lot for all your
1: support Uh, we've said it before but i'll say it again it's been uh, fantastic so far hearing both the good and the bad so please don't be afraid to point out things we're doing wrong although i feel most people aren't my twitter handle is at jose underscore otero just my name and uh, next week, well, I can't say what's coming out next week, but I can say I, uh, I just started my big review uh, for a big game that is coming out. Hmm. Um, that's all I can really say right now. So do some digging. You may find out. And that's our show. Thanks for listening, and we will be back next week with a very special guest. Uh, and next week's episode will be a lot, a lot, a lot of talk about Wind Waker.
3: All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.